10, 9, ignition sequence start, 6. Hello and welcome to Rocket Fuel, your daily update of everything that's happening in the Rocket Pool community. My name is Wack. Today is November 30th. This is episode 299, which is pretty exciting. Um, so we're going to start off with this other exciting news, which is the Rocket Pool Twitter account tweeting a brand new RocketPool.net is launching. The refresh site is packed full of more protocol info and features, like and dark mode options with just the right amount of orange, and will be continuing to roll out the redesign in stages in the coming days. So here we have news. This is the official news of the new website. Um, we already all know this, of course, because we found it <laughs> found the redesign testing page and then the team was kind of rushed to um release the the website in its form um and you know, there were little bits of um pieces that still needed to be tweaked and stuff before i guess here we got the official official tweet that went out so let's have a quick look at the website of course you all know that you know there's the light and dark modes now um it, it's really beautiful and um there's there's a whole lot you know here there's a whole lot of pages here about um different parts of the website that you can go and read about and um like you know if you want to click on the oracle DAO, you can go and click there and you can see who's on the oracle DAO and um and um, some of that kind of stuff as well like and you can um, there's a whole lot of other stuff to have a look at as well like for grants management let's see what it says there there's like uh, gmc pages and then there's information on the bounties that are open and i think this page is going to be revamped a little bit but um that that's all it's all looking quite good so the website looks great um there's a whole lot on there for you to go and explore and um today um it was of course you know the official kind of launch um so um we had anthony sasano talking about the new website on the daily way where um he was kind of raving about how, how beautiful it looks and how easy it is to get to the stake page and how he thinks that you know in time it'll get even easier to use and how that's going to be really great um great to see so that was in today's episode of um the daily gray refuel if you want to go and listen to what anthony sasano has to say you're welcome to do that and um you know he he um, talked about it in really nice terms so uh, another congrats to the team and Sleety for the lovely artwork that got a special mention as well which um, Sleety is the one who shared the screenshot here so double congrats to Sleety for that okay next we have um, Valdorf's uh, Governance Digest if you want to have a look um, here he says the Houston RPIPs are looking to go to vote very soon so sentiment polls were all very supportive of it going to vote it says please get in final feedback ASAP like within a day ideally so today like as you're watching this if you want to give feedback on the you know, RPL withdrawal address um, ETH uh, stake on behalf of a node or um, RPIP 33, um, which is implementation of on-chain voting, and um, RPIP 35, time-based balance on RPL price submission, then go and give that feedback as soon as possible, because um, otherwise it's going to get missed and it's going to be too late before it goes to vote. Um, and um, Valdov says, if you've already read them since the sentiment polls went up, the only changes was to RPIP 31, where you can um, go and read... Um, that there was some uh, there's a change that happened to that as well you can read that on the github but yeah those those are all things that we've covered on rocket fuel before but uh, for those of you who haven't gone and actually actually had to look at those then now's the time to do that um if you think you might have any um strong opinions 
excuse me, or ideas about it, then um, now's the time for you to go and check all that stuff out and uh, give your feedback or just answer the sentiment poll because it looks like it's going to go to vote very soon. Okay, next we have uh, some um, info from Joe. Now, this one's going to need a little bit um, of a backstory. So, um, those of you who know, you know, the last big vote was for RPIP 30, or one of the big votes. Um, there was three happening at the same time, but RPIP 30 was the vote where the new um, tokenomics and RPL rewards distribution was voted on. And the way that this would work was, you know, in the first few months, and they would work through a new kind of tree generation system, and then eventually uh, it just get uh, enshrined at the smart contract level. Well, the person on the Rocket Ball team who works on tree generation is Joe. Um, Joe's kind of been sick for a while and like just been um, uh, just been in a tough situation. Um, so Joe's uh, not been able to do um, the work so far. But then um, yesterday he had this message saying, Valdorf, heads up, I don't think I'll be able to dedicate the time to version 8 because um, there's an issue with the web 3 storage and uh, just we got rugged. So they said it'll have to come later. Patera says make Fornax uh, do it. Valdorf says make patches do it. Um, Patera says make Nick do it. The website's done. So um, here then Joe says, you know, Fornax is working on other stuff like merging other patches, pull requests and dealing with his issues at the moment and uh, GitHub issues, not personal issues. <laughs> and then Patera says, well, um, the PDAO thinks uh, RPIP30 is perhaps more important. Uh, there's also the contracts repo um, with just one uh, open pull request. And then non-fulgible Yoakum says, what exactly got rugged? The service is no longer available to the ODA members to push trees to. And uh, Joe says, yeah, more specifically, they shut down the old service and have a new one you have to re-register to. And they killed the goal lib in favor of Node.js CLI. So um, I have to do a bunch of nonsense to wrap that so the watchtower can use it. Uh, so non-fungible Yoakum says, so a fair summary would be that the ability to push trees to IPFS uh, are all more or less has been prioritized over implementing the new way to create those trees and joe says seems accurate and then patches says that you know he could uh pull request the spec demo and the watchtower but i'm not sure if it makes meaningfully less work since joe still has to review everything he says i've done the watchtower code once sort of um would only take me a day or so to do all again um, but the right way i think uh pull requesting the spec uh repo would take an hour or two since i already wrote my recommendations and then Val says, yeah, agreed review time and implement per review time are likely not massively different here. I was mostly jesting. I think realistically it means not this cycle. And um, Joe says, yeah, I mean not this cycle, not not ever. Um, for what it's worth, Patches and Popash have been helping me look into new Web3 stuff. It's, it's been something all right. So basically what's happened is the infrastructure where the order would put the new tree is not working at the moment and um, that has to be fixed because the new trees have to go somewhere before they can actually implement it so that's kind of what joe is working on right now and um, trying to get that done but it just means that like the rewards period that's going to come in a few weeks time that won't be the new trees won't be ready for that so it'll likely be the one that comes in january so um those of you who wanted the changes to happen as soon as possible um, it seems like you might have to wait a little bit and um, then hopefully we'll get that up and running so 
um, just as all the shenanigans are happening right now, every shenanigan, 100% shenanigan uptime. So there's a lot of stuff going on, and um, it seems like, um, sadly, some of the things are outside the control of um, Joe and others. So once those come back under their control, I'm sure that the tree generation stuff will take um, very high priority. Okay, next we've got news of a node operator here with the with the ENS Adorable Raccoon. Well, Adorable Raccoon just happened to be a community member who popped into trading a few weeks ago and did some big sizable RPL buys. So kind of sent uh, nice feelings through the community. Uh, however, you know, the Adorable Raccoon was going to be staking their ETH uh, using RPL. And what happened was there were some issues with their stake and a whole bunch of their um, validators were going to um, get timed out because the when when they set the stake, the, the gas threshold was not set correctly and they um, it, it led to not good times where they were about to get uh, timed out. So um, what happened is that Epinef was watching the, the screen and tried his best to get into touch with Adorable Raccoon, saying Adorable Raccoon has a bunch of mini pools set to dissolve tomorrow. They have forum account. Does it go against perceived anonymity to have the forum mod send an email warning? Um, so I think at this point, um, you know, uh, EpinF and others had tagged Adorable Raccoon in trading, tagged them on the forum post, and tried their best to kind of reach out to Adorable Raccoon, but wasn't able to, uh, didn't hear back from anything. So, um, at this point, you know, it was a case of can we just send them an email to try to tell them to, um, you know, get everything fixed up. Otherwise, they might be losing, uh, they might have a lot of ETH kind of just stuck there for a while. Uh, because what happens is you have to kind of like array, um, gather the capital to withdraw it all because it gets stuck on the beacon chain. And it's just a huge faff now. It's not as bad as when it was... Um, um, you know withdrawals weren't enabled because then they'd be stuck until withdrawals were enabled but now it's l a little bit annoying so um, you know a whole bunch of people were kind of um, trying to reach out to Adorable Raccoon but um, eventually they they turned up and he says folks thank you for caring so much about the health of uh, about the health of Rocket Pool I'm honored you're all talking about my node um, and then what happened was um, Adorable Raccoon said, I was aware that I set it as low gas, which I set manually with the max fee with the standard smart node. I just overwrote those transitions using the old nonce. So he overwrote the transactions that he had set in place and they went through. So, um, you know, everything is okay with uh, Adorable Raccoon's node now. So I think one of the things that was really nice from, uh, from the story is just like, you know, how people are kind of looking out for each other in the community. And even though uh, Adorable Raccoon wasn't around, um, people were trying to get in touch with them to try to help them get through that. So you know, there were tweets that went out from Jasper. There were notifications on Discord. Um, there was a whole bunch of a whole bunch of things going on. So, uh, you know, uh, Sneaky says, we did it. And I said, woohoo, mission accomplished. And um, then we just kind of, uh, yeah, and Adorable Raccoon said he watches uh, Rocket Fuel every day. So shout out to Adorable Raccoon. Um, and then Adorable Raccoon ended up doing something really nice, which was, you know, once he got everything done and fixed up, uh, he uh, sent some ETH to um, Rocket Scan uh, to uh, Pateris, um, yeah, Pateris. And he also asked Epinef if Epinef would like any... Um, and ETH as well, but EpinF politely declined. Um, and then later, um, um, Adorable Raccoon ended up buying uh, two POAPs for the RPL benefactor to get to uh, try to get to $10,000. So um, that was really, really lovely little um, story that was 
that was nice and i'm glad that you know people in the community kind of look after each other like that so that's really cool to see okay next we have this link uh, that patel shared yesterday afternoon about a collaborative effort designed for mutual growth and shared benefits with rocket pool ecosystem that is definitely not vampire attack this is what patera says so if we have a look at what the what the proposal is so this is a diva staking um proposal where there was a it's a start collecting pre-launch tvl and liquidity while an early staker uh, program powered by sommelier vaults so those of you who are following along you know that um diva have um been gathering up um eth and st eth in a vault by uh, enzyme and then once the diva token goes live that will all be converted into divas div eth well the idea here is to set up a liquidity pool uh, between div eth and uh, r eth and the way that it's going to work is that uh, you know you can deposit your eth and r sorry your eth and r eth into their pool and then once their um once their token goes live they'll swap the eth part for div eth and it'll become a div eth r eth pool which um which uh, sounds like a cool idea so if we go back to uh, the discord we can see that um Pateris initially saw it as as a kind of vampire attack but then um jasper and waldorf were kind of quick to um, correct uh, Pateris's initial misunderstanding saying i don't think it's a vampire attack the idea is solid if you start with eth r eth and then transition to r eth div eth there's no loss for rocket pool it's actually net beneficial as it introduces liquidity we're not paying for because of course the um uh, diva will be incentivizing this with um, uh, the div tokens uh, diva tokens and then valve says i agree with jasper uh, jaspi he says um, modulo is the way to broad swap part of the re liquidity if there are opportunities that are highly attractive to depositors or useful to the diva ecosystem that does change from no loss of re to no loss of re unless we decide we want to and then um, miko kind of provided feedback and then the, the main bit of feedback that came here was uh, from jasper who kind of talked about the re wst eth token that we had created um, nearly two years ago now march of 2021 and how that was a kind of vampire attack in that um we were trying to get liquidity away from from lido and put it onto our eth um so jasper he says the risks become shared so if one token goes off peg it creates an arb cycle that hurts the other since at the time um of our ETH wst pool wst ETH pool was the largest source of liquidity for our ETH. the our ETH peg was badly damaged when st ETH collapsed and after a 3ac however we also learned that incentives go a long way in such a pool that uh, token tokens appreciate at roughly the same price so you can increase concentration uh, relative to r eth and eth or div eth eth higher concentration has to be balanced though and with overall liquidity otherwise you run back into the earlier problem so this is where the the idea the the idea that jasper has was that the way we did it was very vampire attack and since so we relied on that pool for all liquidity we were essentially siphoning off lido so jasper says we would encourage there be a strong div eth eth pool alongside this pool so what jasper's saying is basically if you want to set this pool up that's really cool but you also need to set up another div eth eth pool um where that would be like the main source of liquidity for uh for div eth and um that's that's what it should look like and then miko said 
um, why I think we're in this together. He says the future is three to five LSTs, not just one. Only solo staking plus Rocket Pool and eventually Diva will have fully permission node operator sets, as far as I know. And then routes between ETH, our ETH, Div ETH help us promote, uh, help us remove ST ETH dependencies across the ecosystem. So then that kind of discussion went back and forth about how best to do that. But that's a really nice little idea about how we can get another source of liquidity for our ETH, which of course is great, especially if uh, Miko and the gang over at Diva will are willing to incentivize that so yeah let's let's see how the idea goes okay node set here had an update um, yesterday saying that they are having a community call on wednesday next week with at noon eastern time so it's 6 p 5 p.m i think um you um like european time and he says i uh, will be covering um of the following topics so it says update on constellation development gravita and stakewise version 3 partnership details and then uh, schedule for stakewise version 3 testing and launch and it says we'll also have some q a time to answer any questions you may have looking forward to seeing you there so a uh, note set uh, work, the the guys at note set were quite busy yesterday because i also got an email saying that i have now been approved as a node set node operator provided i meet certain criteria one of those criteria is of course take um, have an interview with nick so i've scheduled that for next week which is really exciting excuse me which is really exciting and um it seems like uh, they kind of went through the uh, validators who were waiting to they went through the validators who were waiting uh, to meet the criteria and then they checked yesterday so if you got an email as well congratulations and hopefully you know we can all grow together and um, i think it's, it'll be really exciting to uh, be a node set node operator so uh, thanks nick for that and i'll definitely be listening in on that call next week okay so we had um a message here from the RPL benefactor um, yesterday saying on Friday we celebrate. So of course, you know, tomorrow is the day of the 300th episode and uh, I gave money to the RPL benefactor with the idea that the community could kind of raise more money and um, we'd have the RPL benefactor kind of distribute that across the community on the weekend. Well, um, the, and then if we didn't reach the target, then everyone would just get their money back. But um, the RPL benefactor says on Friday we celebrate. So um, this happened last night. Let's go and have a look to see what made the RPL benefactor want to start celebrating. And it was the fact that the net worth of the RPL benefactor's wallet reached over eleven thousand dollars. So that was that was where we stand, and we hit that ten thousand dollar target, which was uh, wonderful. Um, and the main, the main, um, the thing that got us over the line was this really lovely, um, oh wait, yeah, okay, that's, yeah, okay, so, um, the main thing that got us over the line was, um, I was confused, I thought someone else gave 110, but no, it's just, um, this from, um, this was, uh, from Thomas G, yeah, here, so, Thomas, um, put $3,000 into the benefactor's account. And then what happened is the benefactor then went and swapped that into RPL. So that's $3,000 from Thomas, which was which was really great to see. And that then took us over the line of um, of um, 10,000 into 11,200. So that's really, really cool to see. Okay, and finally, we're gonna enter this episode with something that's not Ethereum related, but if you are staking with Ethereum, um, then you should be absolutely terrified about this. So um, here we have a post from Superface saying, is Geth the most robust and stable execution client? Probably yes. Does that mean everyone should run it? 
Definitely not. There's a very real scenario where we could forfeit billions of dollars of chain value because of this willful centralization. Now, this is a thing that, you know, in the Rocketable community, we've heard it many times before. And please don't use Geth. If there's a bug with Geth, bad, bad, bad things could happen because it's a super majority execution client. That means 80% of stake is on Geth. And if there's a bug in Geth, then Geth will finalize with that bug. And then really bad things would happen where we would have to do some kind of social hard fork to undo that or you know i don't even know what the consequence of that would be it would be really really bad so why are we talking about this now well um as some of you know um the binance chain bnb chain um is a fork of ethereum and they have the bnb geth and on bnb geth there was a bug and it finalized with that bug and there's an aragon bnb chain and that was not able to get the correct information from the the canonical chain uh, because it, you know the canonical chain had a bug in it and uh, that was not being recognized so the whole chain was uh, having huge issues so here butter says a preview of the potential impact of on ethereum if a major staking services such as coinbase lido or kraken don't switch their execution client from go ethereum which is geth to nethermind uh Reth or aragon or bisu which butter didn't mention in this um post but um basically since yesterday i think or since this morning the people at binance have been kind of playing um hot potato with um how to fix this issue so they were going to do an emergency hard fork which was going to take place yesterday sorry tomorrow but now oh, sorry on the first of december uh, which is uh, that's tomorrow yeah and then and then they're saying actually no wait don't fork just yet let's let's figure out what to do so um there's really really bad things happening and yeah here like you know from miko there's a post saying there's a high probability that bnb smart chain introduced a bug that caused persistent state damage Aragon has not been able to sync to the chain for about a week now so this happened for a week but the bnp chain has been carrying on with that error in there and that's that's the that's the issue that they're having right now so um this will just give you an idea of what could happen on ethereum if um you know this this uh, if there's a bug in in the geth um execution client and you know hopefully there won't be we don't want this to happen of course we don't want this to happen but there's a possibility it can happen so if you are using geth just think about that for a minute because it might be you might end up in a position where um something really really bad happens so please get off geth get on to bisu get on to nethermind um i don't know if the smart node stack is currently supporting Reth or aragon i don't think it is but nethermind and bisu are both fine clients i use bisu myself and um, i'm not having any issues with it and um, I'm, I'm i'm fairly sure that you know you won't either so go to nethermind go to bisu they're great products and let's um you know geth is great too like let's not you know be mistaken geth is a great client and there's a reason why everyone wants to use it is because you know they, they have this idea that it's the most stable client well um you know just because you have this idea that it might be the most stable client doesn't mean that it will be good for you in the long run so please keep that in mind anyway um i'm gonna end today's episode on that note tomorrow is the 300th episode of rocket fuel um it's taken me just over just under a year and a half to get to this point which is really great um of course that uh, there will be um the celebration starting with um rpl benefactor um at some point tomorrow i'm not sure exactly what that's going to look like um i'll I, I i told everyone that you know i'm just leaving it up to the benefactor to figure out what um he they want to do 
um, and um, I'm sure we'll see the fruits of that in the days to come. So um, thank you all for watching, listening and being part of the Rocket Fuel community and see you tomorrow. Bye.